you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. Start your Saturday with something that will grow your kiddos' brains and get their creative juices flowing. Join us at LAS in Pasadena for a morning of multilingual readings, interactive performances, and lots of kid fun. It's Super Fun Saturday on June 1st. Get your tickets at LAS.com slash events. Studios. I'm Brian De Los Santos, and this is How to LA, the podcast that helps you understand this city and county, including what's on your ballot. It's an election year, folks, and Los Angeles has a primary coming up on March 5th. There are candidates running for LA City Council, LA County Supervisors, and LA's District Attorney. FYI, we highlighted that race back in episode 220, so give it a listen. There's also a bunch of local and statewide measures on the ballot that you should get familiar with. We realize it's a lot, but don't trip, we got you. LAS has a new voter game plan. It dropped today, so go check it out at LAS.com. We'll be digging into topics like public safety and the environment, but today we're talking about an issue we know Angelinos really care about, homelessness. Brianna Lee is an engagement producer of Civics and Democracy for LAist, and she's one of the reporters who contributed to this voter game plan. She's here to talk to us about how voters can tackle the ballot based on the issues that matter most to them. Hey, Brianna. Hi. First things first, I want to know what you're hoping to do with these new guides. What are readers going to get? What can they be looking out for? Yeah, you can think of these guides as starting points to help you understand how your ballot affects the issues that you care about in L.A. I think what's common is that voters aren't necessarily following a lot of the technical policy debates that elected officials or candidates tend to have. And when they open their ballot, they might just see a ton of offices and a lot of names that they haven't had time to you know, hear about or, or read up on. And so they can be a little bit shell-shocked. But through this whole thing, they know what issues that they really care about in L.A., right? So we're basically providing a jumping off point. So if you care about an issue like homelessness or housing affordability, like here's how to frame your thinking to make sense of all the stuff that you see on your ballot. So, you know, what are the questions that you can ask yourself to find out if a candidate's values match yours? And what are the offices that are up for election that actually have the most direct impact on this issue? Yeah, I hear that from a lot of folks that voting can be a bit daunting to them. You mentioned some of the issues you're going to be tackling over the next month with this series, with these guides. But when it comes to homelessness, how did you organize your thoughts for this article? And what should folks generally think about when they prepare to vote if this is something they want to impact? Well, to put the article together, I reached out to our unhoused communities reporter, Nick Gerda, who follows you know homelessness issues every single day. And I asked him if somebody is trying to figure out how to vote this year and they care about homelessness, but they don't really know that much about what's going on at the policy level, how can they think about their ballot? And so he sort of teased out a couple of questions that generally form the fault lines 
between candidates, right? So a couple of them are, what do you think is the primary driver of the rise in homelessness in especially, uh, you know, within your specific neighborhood or district? And this can be like a pretty fundamental philosophical difference between a lot of candidates, right? A lot of people are going to say, it's some combination of, you know, lack of affordable housing, lack of support for mental health, substance abuse, um, all these different kinds of factors. And it's generally agreed upon that these are all factors that, you know, contribute to homelessness. But I think what people think are the primary reasons behind the rise in homelessness tends to be different. So somebody who thinks it's primarily driven by lack of affordable housing is going to approach the problem really differently from somebody who thinks it's primarily an issue of mental health. And so I think knowing what somebody thinks is the primary driver of homelessness can really clue you in on on how they're going to approach the problem. So that's one question. Another one is, do you support new housing or shelter beds in your district? This is kind of where the rubber really meets the road, right? Where talk and action become really different. So I think when people talk about homelessness a lot, they tend to talk about it in very general terms, right? But when it comes to, do you actually support the creation of a specific housing development or a specific shelter in a location in your district, people tend to behave a little bit differently or, you know, that's where things get really tricky. And so knowing how they feel about how much housing that they would support to be added in their district, I think, is something that can be really telling of of somebody's commitment to the issue. Um, and another one is what role do you believe uh, police should play in addressing homelessness, right? There's a lot of conversation about whether to enforce an ordinance known as 4118 that prohibits people from camping out in specific locations in their district. And some council members enforce this really aggressively in their district, and some don't enforce it at all. Mm -hmm. And so that speaks to their different philosophies on whether or not camping out on the sidewalk should be criminalized or not. So that's one of the places where especially your city council member, has a lot of power to affect how homelessness is treated in your specific district. And so knowing how you feel about the role that police play, I think, can help you navigate how your local officials will approach this problem as well. Yeah, it makes it also makes you think where you stand on things, right? What are you going to be for and against, maybe, um, as these candidates probably talk about what they envision for the city and county? Um, what other questions should people be asking themselves as they prepare to vote? I think just knowing what kind of solutions do you support when it comes to homelessness, that leads a lot to like, you know, what do you think are the main causes of it? What do you think are the most effective solutions? And then what kind of changes are you willing to, you know, to support in your own neighborhood? I think that's sort of at the heart of it. When we get back, we'll look at what's on the ballot, the candidates and the measures that could affect change on this issue. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish. Rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Alias has a new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of some of your favorite L.A. restaurants to find out how and why they do what they do. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for the first event where we'll explore how restaurants help make a neighborhood and we'll all have something delicious to eat afterwards. It's May 22nd at the Crawford. Get your tickets now at LAS.com slash events. And we're back with Elias Brianna Lee. All right, let's discuss candidates. Um, which offices can actually affect policies around homelessness? So as with many issues, the offices that have the most direct impact at the local level are going to be your city council and your county board of supervisors. So the city council has a lot of power, especially in L.A., have a lot of power over how land is used, right? And so that includes like how much housing can be built, what kind of housing gets approved. Generally, when there is a major housing development that gets proposed, a city council member has to sign off on it before it can get greenlit. And so knowing what they support and what they don't support is pretty key in this whole situation. So that's where they have the biggest effect. Um, and that's not just, you know, apartment high rises. That's also emergency shelters. It's everything. And then the Board of Supervisors, they have the same powers when it comes to unincorporated communities across the county. Um, I live in one of those. And um, the other place where they have a lot of power is they oversee the Department of Mental Health. They kind of direct policies and funding for that department. I know you've done a lot of research and writing for the Voter Game Plan Guide. Um, what have you and your colleagues written about the candidates so far? So this year we sent out surveys to all of the candidates for city council and board of supervisors and other offices as well. And we asked them just to tell us in their own words, 300 words or less, uh, their positions on different issues that Angelinos told us that they were most concerned about. So you'll find their full answers to those questions and um, just a couple of bullet points that we've sort of summarized uh, on their positions. I focused a lot on one specific district. District 12 encompasses uh, parts of the valley, so North Hills, Chatsworth, that area. That's for the L.A. City Council. There's only two candidates in that one, but that's a really interesting one. You've got the incumbent, John Lee, whose approach to homelessness, you know, he said directly in his survey that he believes it's primarily a mental health and substance abuse problem and that he supports new housing only because it's legally required for LA. And he, mm. uh, the city controller came out with a report that showed that his district had the most aggressive enforcement of the anti-camping ordinance. And that's a fact that he echoed and was very proud of. And so that's a, it's a very clear sort of like stance on, you know, his record and where he stands on the issue versus his opponent is Serena Oberstein, who is less specific on her views, but, you know, I don't think she approaches it in quite the same way. So we're not electing a new mayor this year, obviously, but other cities in the county might. Um, how does a mayor affect homelessness? So the mayor doesn't have the same sort of land use powers as city council does, but the mayor has a lot of power to set the vision for how homelessness should be addressed in the city and also to propose budgets. So what you saw with Mayor Bass, first thing she did when she came into office was declare a state of emergency over homelessness. And that sort of helped streamline a lot of the processes for approving housing to be built. So that's one of the main powers that a mayor can have. 
unlocking funding for specific programs and also just partnering with different agencies to to get new programs off the ground. So Inside Safe, for example, um, her program to get people out of encampments and into temporary housing. That's the kind of power a mayor has. They can kind of start those kinds of programs and speed up the process for approving new developments. Yeah. And this year, it's not only local elections, it's also state elections. What can you say about the state election and those offices? So you don't have the state offices that we had in 2022, for example, governor or state controller, for example, but you do have the state legislature on your ballot, depending on which district you're in, of course. So that's your state assembly member and your state senator. They largely have the power to unlock funding for your district for homelessness programs on a state level. Um, And that's pretty important to the equation, too. It just doesn't have the same kind of direct impact that your city council member or your county supervisor might have. But that state level funding is pretty important as well. What are other propositions or measures that are on the ballot this year that could have an impact on the issue? So there's Proposition 1, which is the only state ballot initiative on the ballot this year. It would shift a lot of California's millionaires tax for mental health services toward housing for people with mental illness. So it approves a 6.4 billion bond to add more beds in psychiatric facilities and supportive housing, which is housing for formerly unhoused people that comes with mental health and other kinds of government services. That's the only statewide measure on the ballot this year. Depending on the city you're in, there might be local ordinances that you are voting on. So the city of L.A. has one, for example. I feel like when I talk to you, you put things in plain English for me. (laughs) Um, Do you consider yourself like a policy nerd or are you just like really passionate about understanding, you know, our L.A. government? (laughs) Oh, man. I am definitely not a policy nerd. I feel like most times I'm just sitting at my computer going, why does this not make sense? And so I think I what I am really passionate about is trying to make things make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of times I think people who live in L.A., they just want to figure out, like, why are we facing these problems and what can I do to help fix them? You know, what are ways that I can be part of the solution? And I think these are really simple questions. And we get answers in a way that's overly confusing a lot of the time. And so I'm just trying to make things less confusing for myself and for other people if I can. Well, Brianna, thank you so much for coming on How to LA today. Yeah, thank you. That was Brianna Lee, engagement producer for Civics and Democracy for LAist. You can read her guides on LAist.com. Just look out for the voter game plan. That's it for us today. Bree will be back next week to talk about public safety. And tomorrow, we'll be talking about ways to not be lonely in L.A. We know that even the act of making eye contact in public with a stranger in passing decreases both people's experience of loneliness. L.A. is a big place. It's hard to connect sometimes, but people are finding ways to meet up and build community. This episode was produced by Monica Bushman. Our Hot to LA team also includes Erica Washington, Evan Jacoby, Mangy Botel, and Victoria Alejandro. Our intern is Tony Morales. Our executive producer is Megan Larson, and our engineer is Hazmik Pagosian. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. 
one lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAist.com sweeps.